Well, hi, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Kim Winter um, talking with our Woman in Leadership series. And I'm joined again by um, a woman that pretty much coordinates the executive officer for the refrigerated warehouse and transport um, industry in Australia. Very important role, a very important organisation to which, um, unlike a lot of industry organisations around the world, maybe companies belong to them, maybe they don't. Pretty much in Australia, everybody who's anybody belongs to the RWTA. And I might say they have the best functions and the best conferences ever. And we'll talk a little bit about when the next one might be. But before we go any further, a, a special guest, again, Executive uh, Officer for the RWTA all the way from Brisbane today, I think, is Marianne Knitzel. Hey, Marianne, how are you doing? I'm very well and yourself, Kim. And I'm right, you are, where you're on the Sunshine Coast or the, uh, the Surfers Paradise, where are you? No, I'm uh, north side of Brisbane. So um, this is, uh, I work out of home. You can see my lovely home in the background with a little bit of green, but uh, very lucky to be in Brisbane at the moment. Good stuff. And we call that the Sunshine Coast because the sun always shines up in Brisbane or Brisbane Vegas. Yes. So Marianne, to the serious stuff, um, look, we spoke last time uh, before the last event, which I hear was extremely successful. You've got another event, I think, coming up around the middle of next year. So you haven't got a date yet, but uh, you anticipate that being around mid-2022, uh, correct? Indeed. It's going to be our 80th conference and exhibition. It's going to be in Sydney, and we're looking at this stage dependent on COVID and how things open up here. Uh, let's just go with middle of uh, 2022, but it's going to be a big one. So uh, my other thought is if we can leave a little bit longer and we can get overseas visitors like yourself back over, because we've had people from South Africa, Dubai, America, US, uh, from all over the world, New Zealand, of course, and we want to invite and uh, have everyone join us again. Best events ever. I will be there whenever it is because the borders yes. are opening up and let's talk to that segue. Um, the lockdown kingdom of the world, Australia closely aligned with New Zealand, um, the world's best uh, lockdown periods. And I think in, um, or biggest, don't know about the best, but Melbourne in particular, which is two states south of where you are in the land of Australia, which is about the same size as America. So it's a big place. Um, mm. down in Victoria have had more lockdown days during COVID than any other city in the world. How's that played out? It has really affected uh, the workers and the, the Australian cold chain uh, based in Victoria. It's tough on individuals. It's very tough on companies. Um, and within those lockdown periods, you're also getting workforces that are being cut by 20, 25% at times, dependent on where the, the lockdown is and how severe it is. So it's been really tough and our cold chain is pretty tired at the moment. And good news is though, this Friday, it's opening up. So they're getting um, unlocked, so to speak, and they're gonna be out and about this Friday. And they're very pleased about that, let me tell you. Incredible. Well, you know, as part of our executive coaching um, uh, practice, I, I coach a number of people inside the supply chain, as you may be aware. And 
I've got to say, I've seen um, never seen so much stress and and so much uh, hair pulling uh, going on over the last twelve months. It's, it's been very very tough on the industry, as you say, shortage of labour. Um, challenges of cross-border. Of course, Australia has uh, five or six major borders in its own, in, is within its own country area, and um, the, the, just the confusion and the machinations of that has caused enormous problems in Australia. Um, now that things are opening up, there are there is also a major issue which is really getting into the social fabric of Australia, and that is that there is. I understand just recently. In the last few days, mandated necessary vaccinations for everybody in the supply chain industry or the cold chain industry. Tell us about that. So, Victorian has or Victoria has mandated um, max vaccinations for all people in Victoria, and that's um, it's been quite an aggressive move, which has upset and distressed businesses because when they've got a certain amount of their workforce that are quite happy to do so there is going to be a certain percentage that don't for whatever reason and so it's it's called the big resign where people have just throw up their hands and say I don't think I can do this anymore uh, because if you wish to work in the industry you need to be vaccinated there's also uh, issues on site where people will say, I'm double vaccinated, how do you protect me if, if that person over there is not vaccinated? I don't want to work with them. So it's creating, a, it's quite divisive in many, many ways. And there hasn't been given any soft out for that. So it's not as if you can offer these people, you know, three PCRs, PCR tests a week, um, that um, it, it's there is no option. It's get vaccinated or you don't work. Wow, that, that's huge. So you have a portion of the workforce saying, I don't feel as if I've got any option but to resign. Yes. Wow. And so when you, you're working nine up and minus 26 degrees, these are specialist positions and you don't want to lose those. Uh, you've got truckers and they were given weeks. They were, they were told, and there's 200,000 truck drivers in Australia. When you're given a matter of weeks to say you must have your first vaccination or you can't work, that's pretty difficult because they're on long shifts. They can't just stop their truck and wait for three quarters of an hour. Yes, you can have your appointment made. I had an appointment made to get uh, a vaccination and two hours later I got out. That's with an appointment. Truck drivers can't do that during the day. And quite often they don't want to do it in their spare time because their spare time is absolutely precious. So there's a lot of tweaking that went on and a lot of... Um, trying to move around, where, where do you get them? Pharmacies, your GP, are there pop-ups? Uh, we still haven't been offered uh, on-site vaccinations. I've been pestering government departments to have that opened up uh, for over 10 weeks now, and that still hasn't uh, happened. So there was a shortage of uh, in within Australia of uh, vaccinations at one stage too, and um, the AstraZeneca was not looked upon favourably. So those that we did have were not being used and the Pfizer and now Moderna are going to be the vaccinations okay. of choice. But, so you take the combination of all of those factors, shortage of vaccines, we know New Zealand and Australia were slow to get into the vaccine game. So they were very quick yep. to lock down, but uh, suffered huge consequences, which I think is yet to 
play out with royal commissions as decision making by politicians, etc. About how slow they were, really, to be honest, uh, about it, about getting vaccinations into the country and then deployed. The deployment rollouts were also slow from the supply chain perspective. So tough lessons there um, yet to roll through. You take those issues of the perennial shortage of talent in supply chain. Take the cross-border lockdown. Yeah. The inconsistencies between states, New South Wales, Queensland and Victoria and uh, South Australia and West Australia and Tasmania. And then you take the strong social security system, which has been quite generous from a global perspective of paying people several hundreds of dollars per week um, as compensation for not being able to go to work. And you have this proportion of people saying, I either don't want to work or I'm going to resign and I can afford to do so to a certain extent. Yeah, I think um, less so that they can afford to do so, but it's um, I'm, I'm just too tired. I don't know if I can cope with this any longer, um, which yep. is in itself a distressing, um, and it's been part of that antagonising where people feel almost bullied into doing it. So um, coercion is not consent. Yep. And I've said that to government departments before. And is there any way that there can be a softer um, opportunity for companies to be able to introduce this? But it's been in Victoria hardline, and that's the way it's gone. So okay. it's it's been very difficult for companies, and particularly when the cold chain supplies food to all over Australia, that uh, that creates a lot of issues. Also, if there's uh, COVID on site, and there has been many. Um, instances of COVID on site where you have to shut down an entire um, you know, group yeah. of up to 50 people and then put them into um, you know, lockdown for sure. another fortnight. Isolation, yeah. yeah. Yep, isolate them for a fortnight. They're on full pay and then you've got to get the rest of your existing workforce to cover that. So yeah. um, there's also been queries of if I've got my workforce uh, fully vaccinated and there are people coming on my site but I can't ask them <laughs> yeah. how do I know yeah. I can't ask them I think the narrative is is playing out right across uh, many industries right across the world and it's a, it's a, an excellent uh, an interesting and tough uh, tough love sort of uh, case study to, to to be dealing with and I certainly said to my coaching um People that I coach and the executives that I coach are, have never been so uh, stressed and challenged uh, over the last 12 months or 18 months or so. So, look, hey, we know you guys do a fantastic job at the Refrigerated Warehouse and Transport Association in Australia. Yourself as the executive officer, Marianne, uh, congratulations to the work that you do. I know there's a lot of pressure and uh, need for support right across the industry. Best of luck with it. Keep up the good work. And, uh Keep the food cold and keep it circulating and uh, let's uh, fight our way through this together as an industry and um, and come out the other side much stronger for it. Marianne, thanks so much for your time. Thank you for the interview. Thank you for giving me the time.